Great morning, everyone. Welcome to this beautiful, amazing December. Is it the 23rd? Yeah, 23rd of the month. The sun hasn't quite decided to say hello, hello yet. It'll be here any minute. Well, probably another hour. Another 30 minutes to an hour. Hey, we're going to still rejoice. Because this is the day the Lord has made. We're going to knock out a few recordings or no, a few is three or more. Uh, three to four. We're gonna knock out a couple, so that's about yeah two. We're gonna probably knock out about like two recordings here in Second Chronicles. We're on Second Chronicles chapter ten. Hope y'all slept well. Here we go, New Living Translation. Ah, I hope y'all enjoyed that last recording. We're talking about Miss Show Me Sheba. Go back and listen to it and know what I'm talking about. It was good stuff, good stuff. Anytime Solomon or the ladies are involved, I just, yeah, I enjoy it. It's entertaining. The ladies add so much, so much uh, flair and just, every time, yeah, any, any woman is mentioned in the Bible, I just, they make it way more interesting to me. Way more interesting. I look forward to the day, yeah, my old friend from high school, K-Dog, we were supposed to, we used to read the Bible together, and it was fun, getting interesting, getting her perspective. I look forward to having a lady friend on here to uh, to record and talk about the Bible. That's going to be fun. We'll see. Stay tuned. I should put out some app. I should put out. I should put out a uh, a job posting or something like that. Hmm, what would the description be? Must be friendly, bubbly, have a good speaking voice. Uh, don't really have to know a whole lot about the word. Actually, I prefer somebody who barely knows anything about scripture. Like, you know, have a, you know, cause, because then I'll be able to like learn through them. Kind of like when you see it, when a kid learned to read for the first time. So yeah, I'll come up with something, some kind of, some kind of description. I really need to make you the Bible look like a lot more legit, like. I don't necessarily want to turn it into a nonprofit. That's there's a lot that goes into a nonprofit. Having a board and keeping your books straight. I mean, you gotta keep your books straight, period, if you got a business, but anyway, I need yeah, and going into twenty twenty two, I need to get some merch going. <laughs> the website this is the website. I've been talking about that website forever. I gotta make some background music just for these these episodes. Not episodes, but yeah, these recordings. Y'all know I don't like using that word episode. Anyway, y'all pray for me. Y'all pray for this beard. 
Pray for this hairline that it stays strong. Not quite on Jalen Jalen Rose's level, but uh, close to that. Yeah. <sighs> Pray for my kid, my girls, especially who don't like my beard. They don't even like my hair. That's kind of sad when your own own daughters don't like like your facial hair or the hair on your head. But that's because they grew up seeing me with no hair and ever since they were little babies. And also, their grandma be telling them, doesn't your dad look so much more handsome with no hair? I'm like, women, <laughs> quit feeding them that. I'm trying to learn to love myself over here and love everything about my hair. And I am not my hair. I am not my skin. I am not my, your expectations. I don't know the rest of the words, but yeah, anyway. I just get into the words. 2 Chronicles 10. The northern tribes revolt. Rehoboam went to Shechem, where all Israel had gathered to make him king. When Jeroboam, son of Nabat, heard of this, he returned from Egypt, for he had fled to Egypt to escape from King Solomon. The leaders of Israel summoned him in Jeroboam, and all Israel went to speak with Rehoboam. Your father was a hard master, they said. Lighten the harsh labor demands and heavy taxes that your father imposed on us. Then we will be your loyal subjects. Once again, this is a recap of somewhere in the Kings. First or second, I don't remember which one. I was going to say the Kings. The Kings. The Kings. One of the book of Kings. One king, two king. One of them scriptures. We read this before. Rehoboam replied, come back in three days for my answer. So the people went away. Once again, just so y'all, just in case y'all memory just lapsed for a hot second, you need to be reminded. Rehoboam is Solomon's son. He took over for as king after, yeah, he succeeded his father, Solomon. Alright, so he says, come back in three days. So the people went away. Verse 6. Then King Rehoboam discussed the matter with the older men who had counseled his father Solomon. What is your advice? He asked. How should I answer these people? So pay attention. Pay attention. He goes to the old old man first. The old heads. He went to the barber shop. <laughs> Where all the wisdom is. Where there's no hair but lots of wisdom. I never understood that. I used to go to my grandpa's barbershop and there'd be all these older cats. Some of my uncles be there. Uncle Lloyd. Uncle, did I ever meet Uncle Fred at the barbershop? I think I did. I used to have this uncle that was an ex-retired uh, firefighter. Uncle Fred. I think I saw, I know I saw Uncle Lloyd for sure. Yeah, just these older cats would stop by. It was right there near Joyce Myers Dream Center, right there off Margareta and Newstead. I think that's the cross street. I know it's off Newstead. Anyway, now they turned it into a retirement home or something like that. But, uh, yeah, my grandpa's barbershop was right there. And there used to be all these older cats in there. And they used to be talking about all kind of hood politics and ladies and mostly lady problems. And I was like, why are y'all in here? None of y'all have hair. What are y'all here for? A lot of them, my grandpa would shave them. That's what most of them are there for, to get they hit like the little hair they had on their head shaved. Because you use that blade, old school blade with the cream, and then you yeah, shave their neck and all that, and their beards. 
anyway. So anyway, here we got Rayoboam going to the barbershop. Uh, I'm imagining he's going to this barbershop to talk to these older men who are wiser. Got a lot, of, a lot more experience than him. Verse seven, the older counselors replied, if you are good to if you are good to these people and do your best to please them and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your loyal subjects. But Rehoboam rejected the advice of the older man and instead asked the opinion of the young men who had grown up with him and were now his advisors. So there's so much to learn right here. How. And this is this is a trap that i fall into a lot of people fall into it's easy to go to people who are going to tell you what you want to hear like your friends are going to tell you what you want to hear because a lot of times they think like you that's why they're your friends you don't usually pick friends that don't like to watch the same things you watch do the same things you like to do play the same games you like to play go to the same places you like to hang you usually pick yeah you pick people that like to do the same things you like to do and we're going to are usually going to tell you things you want to hear because, yeah, they want to stay your friend. And yeah, older, older, wiser folks, mentors are going to tell you the things that you don't want to hear. And especially if they love you, even because even once you get older, like you, you just stop caring. You just. People try to call older folks senile. It's just like, nah, they have been through some stuff and they realize their time is almost up. So they like, hey, I'm leaving it all on the court, <laughs> all on the field. I'm going to say it like it is. Like, what do I have to lose? I ain't out here trying to win friends and influence people no more. Like, I'm, I've already, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, here we go. Rehoboam's listening to his friends. Not the not the wise men. What is your advice? He asked them. How should I answer these people who want me to lighten the burdens imposed by my father? The young man replied, this is what you should tell those complainers who want a lighter burden. My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. Yes, my father laid heavy burdens on you, but I'm going to make them even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I will beat you with scorpions. <laughs> Wrong answer. Just look at all the pride and like I just imagine his friends they it just reminds me of them movies or just like when you see like super wealthy people who and they you know that classic character in the movies they show him is like being snooty with their pinkies in the air and looking down on the servants like you know we're better than you. Not saying all wealthy people are that way, but that's kind of how they're usually cl classified. And a lot of them, sadly, can be that way because money can cause you to cause you to act different. Changes, folks. I'll never forget that episode of Fresh Prince. And I, I, this is my last tangent, maybe. And then I'll keep moving. But I'll never forget that episode. It was with Bashley. And or uh, what was her name? What was her real name in life? In real life, Tatiana Ali. Yes, Tatiana Ali. This episode with Tatiana Ali, and she had this hit song. It was a hit single, and 
don't even know if she really got rich. She never really got rich off, but she thought she was going to be rich because it got some play on the radio. <laughs> her name, yeah. It was her name wasn't Bashley on the show. Like her name was Ashley Ashley Banks, but like I think what was it? Was it um who was Will's friend? What was his name? What was the dude's name? I know what I'm talking about. Jazz, Jazz, also known as DJ Jazzy Jeff, he went and found a Bashley, a woman who, a young lady who looked just like Ashley, <laughs> and I can't remember how that show went, but anyway, Ashley was like acting all like snooty and like had Carlton like waving a big old green leaf fan. Go watch the episode. Look up the the Ashley Banks music career takes off episode i don't know what you call that but it's it's probably on youtube now but i imagine like a lot of raya bones friends were probably like that friends around him were kind of like that snooty pinkies in the air all right three days later jeroboam and all the people returned to hear raya bones decision just as the king had ordered but raya Boehm, spoke harshly to them for he rejected the advice of the older counselors and followed the counsel of his younger advisors <sighs> he told the people my father laid heavy burdens on you but i'm going to make them even heavier my father beat you with whips but i will beat you with scorpions so the king paid no attention to the people this turn of events was the will of god for it fulfilled the lord's message to jeroboam son of nabat through the prophet ahijah from shiloh when all all israel realized that the king had refused to listen to them they responded down with the dynasty of david we have no interest in the son of jesse back to your homes O israel look out for your own house O david so all the people of israel returned home this is the interesting thing right there the key word it says this turn of events was the will of god this turn of events was the will of God. I'm going to say one more time for those in the back that can't hear or playing on their phones. This turn of events was the will of God. Like, when I think about that, so many things, like even my own life, as bad as some of the things in my life suck right now. And sometimes I look back like, man, I could have done this. I could have done that differently. If I could go back or as... One famous singer once saying, I won't say his name, where he's like, if I could turn, turn back the heads of time. Or is it? My bad. bad. I always get words, y'all. Hands of time. (laughs) Hey, heads, hands. Same thing. Same difference. Darling, you will still be mine. Oh, I was telling my counselor that the other day. I was like, man, if I could go back. And trade all this craziness of being out here in these streets in the dating world and go back and look at that long list, laundry list of stuff that my former wife wanted me to do to make things work between us. I would have done every single thing on that list. And when she said jump, I would have been like, ha ha. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway. Keep going.
I'm getting on tangents. All right, but where was I? Yeah, I love that line. This turn of events was the will of God. Sometimes things in your life may not be making sense. And sometimes you're like, hmm, was it with the will of God for me to get divorced? I don't I don't think it's ever the will of God to to see any of his children like walk in disobedience or like have destruction in their lives. But ultimately, it's almost like I need to research more on this because you got like the sovereign will of God. And then there's like there's like the sovereign will of God where he has this ultimate plan of redeeming, redeeming and restoring everything on this earth. Right. But there's also like the somebody explained this once, like the day to day or intrinsic. How do I say it? Like I need to research this and I hope. Yeah, I hope I'm not misspeaking here. Somebody else can maybe correct me someday. But or knows better about this. And I'm gonna do some research this on my own. But there's like this perfect will of God where there's no like he would never want his children yet to get divorced. Um there yeah, this path that he has all this destiny that he has for all of us that he would like to see accomplished. He didn't want to see David sleep with Bathsheba and kill Uriah. You know, that wasn't his that was against his perfect will, but his sovereign will superseded even his perfect will. And he can't override our free will. Yeah, there you go. Free. There's a free will that each and every one of us have. And he can't override that. But that one scripture that talks about he works all things together for our good. According to those who are called according to his purposes. All of our days are already written in his book. Are those scriptures that talk about he who began a good work in us is um, will basically certain he's going to complete it till the end. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. So like. Even though he can't override our our perfect, I mean, our, our free will, somehow he knows how to like like he said, like the king's heart is like a, a river and the I forgot. I got to find that proverb. Anyway, he somehow knows how to like poke and prod at us and prune us and somehow work out his divine, overall sovereign, perfect will, even in our imperfection. There you go. In our imperfections, in our free will and our bad choices that come out of our free will, he somehow knows how to like, for those who accept him as Lord and Savior, he knows how to like get us on track like bumpers on a bowling lane anyway all right let's close this out but rehoboam continued to rule over the israelites who lived in the towns of judah king rehoboam sent adoniram who was in charge of forced labor to restore order but the people of israel stoned him to death when this news reached king rehoboam he quickly jumped into his chariot and fled to jerusalem i'm being laughing somebody getting stoned but that's kind of sad and to this day, the northern tribes of Israel have refused to be ruled by a descendant of David. I, mean, I need to do some research on that, too. Like, they keep saying, until this day, until this day, until this day. It's like, is that really to this day? I need to read about the northern tribes and their relation to David. All right, let's go and hop on this Romans row, my friends. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of 
of God. Uh, all have sinned all, or all have missed the mark. Hold on, y'all. Um, Romans six twenty three says, "For the cost of that sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord." Romans five eight says, "But God demonstrated or showed His love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us." Romans ten verses nine through ten says that whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord, nah, my bad, I'm jumping ahead, that. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we would confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead, we shall be saved. For with our hearts, we believe that we are now right standing with God. And with our mouths, we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 9, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So if you never ask Jesus in your heart, you can simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin or me missing the mark, veering off the path deserves to be punished. I deserve eternal death. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty precious name, I pray. Amen. All right, y'all. I got to look up. That's bothering me. I need to look up that uh, Romans. I mean, that uh, proverb real quick. About the king's heart is like a river. And a king's heart in the hand of God. The king's heart. Yeah, Proverbs 21, verse 1. The king's heart is is in the hand of the Lord. Like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. There we go. So, a lot of times we think we're in control. We like to think we're more in control of our lives than we actually are. <laughs> and we forget that God, we're this little tiny little ants, smaller than ants on this earth to him. And like, he could just pick up our little tiny bodies and just pluck us up and drop us where he wants to put us. <laughs> Oh man, have you ever been picked up by a grown man? Like, my brother used to try to pick me up when I was younger. When we were getting fights, and I would just I learned really early like how to just drop to the ground. Like, if you drop to the ground and like make your body go limp, it's harder for the person to like pick you up. Like, something about just dropping to the ground. Yeah, try it sometime. Somebody try next time. Some big grown man. Somebody tries to pick you up and beat you up or something like that. Just drop this this lump down to the ground. It works. And just roll away and then run. Anyway, alright, y'all. Yeah, and swing your arms like a uh like a helicopter or something like that. There you go. It works. Alright, y'all. Till next time, I'm gonna record the other episode. I mean, or not episode. I gotta stop saying that word. I'm gonna rec- make the next recording later tonight, most likely. Or I might do it, I don't know, in the middle of the day. So Anyway, I'll talk to y'all. I'm going to get some gizzards today. I get gizzards once a year, and I don't think I've had any this year. So, yeah, I'm planning on going to get some 
over in KCK. I'm at risk of my life. I think that location has bulletproof glass. You know the food is good when you got to go, when they got bulletproof glass. Like, either the food is good or something. Yeah, you you just think the food is that good. Because uh, you are willing to, like, and the people on the other side, they must be making good money for them to build a business, a restaurant in the middle of a of a neighborhood where they gotta have bulletproof gla- glass. There's a place like that. It's called Jay's Fish and Chicken or something like that. If you're from KC, you know what I'm talking about. There's a cut. Co- they got a couple locations. They got this like lemon pepper they put on seasoning they put on their food. It's a bunch of food that'll kill you eventually if you eat it too much. Uh, just like these goat chicken goat gizzards that I get once a year with extra goat sauce. Uh, that's all I get. I don't even get no sides. I just get a pack of gizzards and a, a little buttery. I don't even really like that roll, but I eat it sometimes. Uh, it got this big old like slob of butter in the middle of it. Anyway, once again, yeah, you know that food must be good if they got bulletproof glass. <laughs> no eating establishment should have bulletproof glass. Could you imagine me and a kid in most of the places you go to, the corner store is your grocery store and the restaurants that you eat at have bulletproof glass? Like, what kind of reality does that child grow up in? Like, how do they they have a whole different view of the world than, like, most people? Anyway, all right, (laughs) y'all. I could ramble about the most random stuff every day, so I'll just shut it off there. Deuces.